Well, good morning. We're in the second part of a series called Transformed, where we're talking about, guess what, transformation and how God can transform our lives. We're looking at a particular book in the New Testament called Philemon, which is really not a book at all. It's a letter. It's a letter written from one Christ follower to another about someone who recently became a follower of Jesus Christ. It's written by the Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and it's written from a Roman prison cell back to a follower of Christ, a leader in the church named Philemon, who had a church that met in his home, who was a wealthy business owner, who also had slaves. Now, when we think of slavery, we think of something very dark and horrible and terrible, but slavery in the first century wasn't always that way. So this person, Onesimus, who used to be a slave of the person Philemon, was probably more like an indentured servant, or he owed uh, Philemon money, so he hired himself out as a slave so he could pay it off. Or he very willingly said, I want to be part of your household, so he became a slave willingly. And at one point, Onesimus must have done something that he shouldn't shouldn't have done. He stole something, and then he ran. He left Philemon's household and he ran to Rome and he must have done something else bad because he ended up in prison and he ended up in the same prison cell as the Apostle Paul who was there because he was speaking about Christ when he was not supposed to according to their laws. So he's in this prison cell with the Apostle Paul and Paul tells him the message of Jesus Christ and Onesimus accepts Christ and his life is transformed. And this whole letter called Philemon is about Paul telling Philemon, Onesimus' master, he is a changed man. He has been transformed. There's some Bibles coming down the aisles right now. I'd like for you to grab one if you don't have one, if you would like to take one home. It's yours to keep. If you just want to borrow one today, uh, you can do that as well and leave it in the back on the way out. Raise your hands. The ushers will give you one. The page numbers are on the screen, also the scriptures on the screen if you just want to read along on there as I read from this very short letter called Philemon. It's only 25 verses long. You can read it sitting in a stoplight. It's pretty quick, so I challenge you to take some time this week and read it. All right, we're going to go to school for a minute. We're going to go back to like Psychology 101 or even before that. All right, we're going to look at some pictures, and I want you to help me decipher what these pictures are. I'm sure you've seen this before, but go ahead and put the first one up. All right, just say out loud what you see. A goblet, a face, a profile. I'm hearing all those different things. We're seeing different things. Put the next one up. Some of you are seeing a duck. Who sees a duck? Who sees a bunny? Okay, different. All right, go to the next one. All right. Now, how many people see an old woman? How many people see a young woman looking off into the distance? Wow, so look at that. And how many are just like totally confused? I don't see anything, (laughs) black and white. All right, you can take those down or people won't stop staring at them. So go ahead and go to the title slide. Depending on when I put those up there, We all had a different perspective. Some of us saw one thing, some of us saw another thing. And a lot of life, a lot of life is lived just looking at things from a different perspective. 
A lot of disagreements are because two people have a different perspective. A lot of mistakes we make because we looked at something from the wrong perspective. I live in a house with nothing but females. Even our dog is a female. So there are times I have to look at things from the female perspective. I don't have a choice. And it's because depending on what day it is, it could be different than the day before. Right, guys? Anybody else live with all ladies in the house? It could be different. Just because it's Tuesday doesn't mean it was like Monday, okay? It could be completely different. So I've had to learn to take a step back and look at things from the perspective of a female. I have to change my perspective. Many times in life, we've got to take a step back and change our perspective. In the book of Philemon, chapter 1, the only chapter in the book, verse 11, Paul says this to this wealthy slave owner about Onesimus. He says, formerly he was useless to you, but now he's become useful to both you and me. And what he's saying is he used to be one way, but now he's a completely different way. He's been transformed. And last week, to start this series about transformation off, I talked about how if we're ever going to be transformed, we got to stop running from our problems. And we got to stop looking at the past and start to look towards the future. And through those principles applied in our life, we can begin this process of transformation. And today, we're going to learn that Paul, as he taught Onesimus, as he encouraged Philemon to look at things from a different perspective. See, every, everybody that comes in here, you probably come in for different reasons. Not everybody's here for the same reason. Some of you are here because, hey, if you go to, in your house, you just go to church on Sunday morning. Or maybe you feel like it's your duty because, hey, you grew up going to church and you got to be at church. Maybe your spouse just made you feel really guilty today when you wanted to stay and get ready for some big football games and get all the house ready. And they're like, no, you're going to church. Some people come in and they want, it's like, man, that was, how did he know? Did he read, did you tell him? Some people come in wanting to change something, hoping that you hear some principles and some ideas and maybe a scripture or two that will reveal a truth to you that you didn't know before so you can go out and live in a different way and life can be better or you can handle a difficult situation better. We're all here for different reasons But all of us would hope that, hey, tell me something that's going to help me. Tell me something that's going to help me change. And Paul was trying to communicate to this wealthy slave owner, you need to look at things from a different perspective. Because this person now knows Christ. Look at him differently. Because Christ was all about helping people transform their perspective. He was all about helping people look at life in a different way. Jesus spoke to the poor to let them know, you have value. You may feel like the forgotten of the world, but you have value and you can get close to me. And he encouraged them, change your perspective. Stop looking at yourself this way. Look at yourself in a whole new way. Jesus encouraged those that were living very far from him, prostitutes, sinners, really bad people who had done bad things. He encouraged them, look at yourself in a new way, because when you do that, you'll start to act in a new way. He encouraged the rich to stop putting their trust in their wealth. And instead of putting their trust in their wealth, to begin to put their trust in him. 
What Jesus was saying all throughout his teaching is, change your perspective. See yourself in a whole new way. I can be transformed when I see life from God's perspective. That's what Jesus was trying to communicate. And because Onesimus and Philemon and Paul were all now Christ followers, Paul was trying to communicate, see everything from a different perspective. He says, this guy used to be a slave. Now he's a fellow Christ follower. When we, when we change our perspective, when we start to look at things differently, there's, there's some understanding that, that just kind of comes into our life that wasn't there before. Several years ago, I was at RDU getting ready to fly out. I was going to the West Coast, and it was snowing here. It was horrible. It was late January. It was snow and sleet, and we sat on the runway for like 45 minutes, and the pilot was offering no reassurance because he said, well, we're not sure if they're going to let us out tonight. We're going to sit here and wait, and I'm like, how about let's not? You know, how about let's wait till tomorrow? Then finally, the pilot comes on and says, great news, folks. They're going to let us be the last ones out, and they're going to close the runway after we take off. I'm like... We're guinea pigs. They're seeing, go ahead and let them go just to see if this one will work. And so I'm, I'm white knuckled hanging onto the seat and the, the plane takes off and it's one of the roughest takeoffs I've ever been on in all of my years of flying. I mean, the thing was like bouncing around at very low altitude, not much room for correction if something goes wrong. And I'm like sitting there like that and the guy with me is like, who's scared to death of flying. He's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. He's doing the same thing. He's over there praying. And across the aisle from me is this little five-year-old boy who thinks he's on a Disney World ride. <laughs> He was enjoying every minute of it. He was saying, wee, and the thing would dip this way. And I'd be like, okay, Jesus, we're going to get together today. I, gotta, I feel it coming on. I mean, I thought that was it. I was praying for my family and Lord protect him, keep him safe because, you know, we're going down. And this little boy's having the time of his life. Totally different perspectives. My perspective was, this is not safe. This, couldn't, this may not end well. His perspective, yeah, I'm along for the ride. This is a blast. I'm having fun. You see how different perspectives cause us to experience things differently. As most of you know, if you've been here for a few weeks, we're in the process of, of building a building right down here on Durant Road. And when we were looking at the land to purchase, there's 15 acres of land there, and there's a lot of trees on it. And we walked it. We walked through the trees and walked the perimeter of it. But we just couldn't quite grasp what we were getting until we went back and did Google Earth. Who loves Google Earth? Isn't that the coolest thing? You've looked at your house, haven't you? You've looked at your friend's houses to see how big their yard is, right? Looked at all the old places you used to live and show people your hometown. It's really cool to get above and look down from like that 30,000 foot view. And when we did that with our land, it was like, wow, we saw angles of it that we never saw before. Well, what Paul is trying to do with this letter to Philemon is say, look, get above everything. And I want you to look at Onesimus' life from a different perspective. And that's what God wants us to do with our life. Look at it from a different perspective. Listen how Paul encourages Philemon to change his perspective on the way he viewed this runaway slave Onesimus. He says in verse 15, perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back for good. No longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He's very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. And he's trying to say, look at this from a new perspective. This is a new guy. 
he's different. He's not that thieving, runaway slave. He's now a brother in the Lord because now he knows Christ. So look at him from a new perspective. Jesus gives me a new perspective on me. And if I want to know, well, how can I get this new perspective on life? Well, I got to get that Google Earth view. I got to get out and look down and look at my life and start looking at the inside of me from a much broader view. Because if I'm ever going to change my perspective, first place I have to start, I got to consider my thoughts. Consider your thoughts. If you're going to change your perspective, think about what you think about. Imagine you are your spouse or your kids or your close friends and kind of take a step back and look at your life. What would you see? If you weren't you and you were looking at you, what would you see? What would your thoughts be? Would you be characterized by negative, fearful, hopeless thoughts? Would you be characterized by peaceful thoughts? Would you be characterized by these bitter, angry words that come out of your mouth in in actions too? What would it look like if you backed up and took that 30,000-foot view of your thought life? Paul says a lot about thoughts. In his writings, he mentions our thoughts and how powerful they are over and over again. He says this in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What he's saying is you need to let Christ have control of your thoughts. And he was encouraging Philemon and Onesimus to change their thoughts about the kind of person Onesimus was and think in a whole new way. He's saying, Philemon, you may see him as a runaway slave, but he's far from that. You need to think differently. Onesimus, you may see yourself as a loser who's made mistake after mistake, but think differently. See, it's important that we think about what goes on in here because... Everything that you ever did wrong, you thought about it first, right? You thought about it. I mean, you might have said, Mom, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. But you knew. You thought about it first. And as an adult, it's very rare if you have at least average intelligence that you find yourself in the middle of something and go, I didn't know that was wrong. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. You know. And if you trace back, where did this thing start? If you've made a huge mistake in life, Where did it start? It started right here. It started with the things that you think about. That's why Paul over and over again talks about our thoughts and transforming those thoughts. In Romans chapter 12 verse 2 he says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Considering our thoughts, it gives us insight into our attitude our communication, our actions, and transformation starts right here, up here, with the things that we think about. Both of these men could have focused on the negative side. Onesimus could have focused on, I'm a loser. Philemon could have focused on, the guy's a thief, Jesus or not, he's going to pay. That's what he could have said. Oh yeah, he accepted Jesus, but that guy's going to pay when he gets back here. He could have paid with his life or with a beating or something in between. And Paul is saying, no, think differently. There's, maybe there's something going on that you don't see. Maybe there's something behind the scenes that you're not even considering. Because when I think about things differently, 
I respond differently. I don't have to ask for a show of hands, but I would say all of us have had our feelings hurt at one point or another. Maybe even today, you just felt just something hurt, something like, oh, that, that hurt my feelings. You know, not like a football game being lost or something like that, but like something serious. Like somebody really hurt your feelings. Or somebody made you angry. And you walk away like, I can't believe they said that. I can't. But if you change your perspective and look at that through the eyes of Scripture, listen to this perspective on battles that we face in life, most of which are with other people. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. So my struggles are not against this person or these people. It's not against my boss. It's not against my spouse. It's not against my calendar. It's not against my parents. It's not against my kids. It's, it's another battle that's taking place. Something that's, not, that's unseen, something deeper, something spiritual. And Paul is trying to say, hey, get a new perspective on the battles that take place in your life. It changes your perspective. The next time somebody really angers you and you want to pray that, you know, hey, God, could you let them break out with boils from head to toe? You know, something like that. Because you think it would make you feel better. And while it probably would a little, for a little while, the reality is it's going to come right back to you and it's not going to, you're not going to have the issue resolved until you see things from a different perspective and you see that person's not my enemy. My enemy is much bigger than this person. I need to change my perspective. There's something deeper going on here on a spiritual and an emotional level. So considering the way I approach things and my thoughts, it, it gives me freedom to see things from a whole new perspective. Now, this one's not easy. This one's hard because I've had people say very sharp things to me, and I don't think nice thoughts back all the time. I try, but it's really difficult when that happens. Anybody else struggle with that? I mean, somebody smart, if you're going through a drive-thru and they're smart aleck, or they act like, oh yeah, it's just my job, what do you want? You know, you're like, all right, I'll show you what I want. <laughs> I, can, I can help you with that. I mean, that's how you are. Or if somebody's rude to you, it's like, all right, I'm going to be rude back and I'm going to feel better about it. That's usually how we operate. It's really hard to back up and see things from a different perspective. Here's what Paul would say when someone would hurt his feelings or, or do something to him that, that was not right or hurtful. He w Paul was the originator of this word. Whatever. Whatever. Rude to me. Whatever. You're going to treat me that way? Whatever. Except he added on to it. Listen to what he said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Hurt my feelings? Whatever. These, this is where my thoughts are going to go. And if I'm going to have a changed perspective then these are where, this is where my thoughts should go. Now, I'm not naive. It's not like Barney where just think the good thoughts and life will be great. Nothing will ever go wrong, kids. Just be positive all the time and everything will be, you know, daisies and sunshine. Life doesn't work that way. But it, it will work closer to that way if you change your perspective 
And instead of seeing a person as an enemy and then letting your thoughts go in a negative direction, hanging on and saying, you know what? Whatever happens, I'm going to think like this. Whatever you say, I'm going to think like this. But then the reality is there are bad things that are going to happen to us. So when that happens, I need to learn to see the good through the bad. Now, this is hard. It's really hard in a, in a difficult time or a loss or an argument or relationships ends. And you're thinking, how in the world could I find good in the middle of this? And that's a struggle. That's a human struggle we're all going to deal with. But we've got to learn to find good in the bad in our lives. It's not that good's not all around us because it is all the time. You ever notice when you... When it's time for a new car and you start liking a certain car, a blue whatever, there's blue whatever show up all over the place all of a sudden, right? You see them everywhere. It's like, I thought I had this idea of a car, and now everybody's got one. Well, did they just show up all of a sudden, or were they already driving up and down the streets? They were already there. You just didn't notice them. You had a different perspective. Then your perspective changed, and here they are all of a sudden. It's the same way with good stuff. Good stuff is all around you. Every day, everywhere, it's always there. But sometimes we have to back up, get a better view, change our perspective and say, okay, things are bad, but I'm going to find something good in the middle of this. The Bible does say that all things work together for the good for those who love the Lord. So somewhere in the middle of the pain, some goodness can be found. Always. When we focus on the negative, just on the pain, just on the hurt, we miss the stuff that's already going on around us. So it's just, it's about where you choose to focus. It's about your perspective. Because our perspective in life, it's determined by where we choose to focus. We can focus on the things Paul just told us about, or we can focus on all the negative stuff and the mad feelings and the hurt feelings and, and the pain. We can focus on that There's only one way that's going to be this transformational life. And that's the one where listening to the teachings of Paul, which are rooted in the teachings of Jesus about having a life that's transformed. Now, all of us know a negative person, right? I mean, by now, you're thinking, man, I I hope they're taking notes over there. I really hope they're listening. That's really good. Or the one day they miss, it's the sermon they needed to hear. Don't worry about them. Think about the person in the mirror. That's the negative person that you have to deal with. Don't worry about the negative people around you. Don't worry about the negative people you wanted to hear this message. Think about the negative person that exists in your mirror. Because, you know, if you're looking for negative stuff, it's out there. You can find it too. And you might be thinking, see the good through the bad. Yeah, right. That's easy for you to say. Are you kidding me? You don't know what's going on in my life. I admit, this, this is a tough one. I've had bad things happen in my life that I've got to really struggle through and think, okay, what, what is the good that's going to come from this? What's the good that's going on me, around me in the middle of all this? So if you want to change your perspective on life, you have to see the purpose through the pain. We're all going to go through it. It's inevitable. But when we change our perspective and see the purpose in it, it takes a lot of the sting out. If I'm going to be transformed, I also need to ask what instead of why. 
Because many times in life things happen that we just don't know why. We just don't. You don't have all the why answers. So the better question to ask is what? Philemon had every reason to say, why would I take this thieving guy back? Why would I even trust? Because he lied to me once, and if you lie once, you'll lie again. So he lied to me once. Why would I even consider taking the guy back? What if he's just lying, hoping to play on my faith in Christ so he can come back and then rob me again? That would have been a very legitimate question for him to ask. But Paul didn't give him the opportunity to do that. He talked about the what. He's a new person. He used to be one way, now he's another. So instead of asking the question, why? What if you start to say, God, what do I need to learn from this? What do I need to take away from this? What can I do in the middle of this to change my perspective? God, what do you want me to see? Difficult times are easier to deal with when we ask what instead of why. The last thing that we need to see on this this 30,000 foot Google Earth view of our perspective is the foundation of the transformation matters. Paul made it very clear that the foundation of this transformed life that Onesimus was now living was because of this relationship that he had with Christ. And that was the foundation that caused him to be able to say, look at him in a whole new way. Look at him differently because Onesimus has met Jesus and you know Jesus and now your lives are transformed. View this person in a whole new way. And there's a perspective on life you can't have unless you have a relationship with Christ. Because if, if you get a full perspective on life without a relationship with Christ, why are we here? Why aren't we somewhere else? He is... He is the foundation. He is the key element in us having that full perspective on our lives. So if you don't have that relationship, come talk to me. Come talk to Rob. We'd love to guide you through what that means to have a, a, a real relationship with Christ and how you can do that. And those of you that do already have a relationship with Christ, I challenge you this week to start using this word. Write down Philippians 4, 8, which I read, but use this word. Every time you feel like you feel that welling up inside, like you're going to be angry, you're going to have a negative feeling, you're going to be negative about something, or some hurt comes into your life, say, whatever. Whatever. But not as a way to blow it off, but whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is holy, whatever is admirable, whatever is trustworthy, those are the things I'm going to think about. If you start to transform your mind, your perspective will start to change. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this challenging teaching, this challenging thought about our perspective. And God, the same way that we just read about a transformed life, may we be able to transform our perspective when things happen to us this week and things are tough, when things hurt. Let us see things from a whole new perspective. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.